0: You're listening to The Football Revolution. Hello and welcome to The Football Revolution. I'm your host, Gio. Thanks for joining us four becomes two the grand finalists are locked and loaded we have to wait 2 weeks before the big showdown and lots more to chat about and joining me to review preview and discuss what's new is my co-host at VIG hello mate
1: good evening how are you going
0: mate uh, it's it's quite exciting isn't it we're getting to the business end of all the leagues around the world so not only is the A-League starting to really heat up but Bundesliga uh i suppose even the the Premier League's been decided which we'll talk about a little bit later so uh this is the time of year where it's sort of two, it's double edged sword, right? You're super excited that the the winners are starting to to be crowned, but you're also sad that the seasons are coming to an end, which means that football will dry up for a little bit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Look, it's it, this is the, the business end of the season, and, and you get so excited about you know winning or the potential of winning. But um, like you said, at the same at the same uh same stage, it's a bit saddening because it, it's all going to finish quite quite soon. So we've got to uh, enjoy it, enjoy it while it lasts
0: but no, we have to keep watching highlights or something. Or maybe is there something else to entertain us?
1: Look, we've got the Women's World Cup to to watch over the break. So yeah, we do actually. Yeah, that's up for, too, That'll is- that'll that'll keep us entertained for a little bit. And um, you know, hopefully by the time that wraps up, and you know, maybe the Matildas are, are lifting a, a World Cup, and um, you know, that'll kick us into uh, the next season
0: can only dream sensational Adelaide talent Nestori Rakunda now apparently has international uh the uh, Champions League finalists AC Milan and Liverpool joining Bayern Munich lining up for his signature so uh is there anyone at the moment that's I think you and I are trying to buy him to bring him on the show and get him as a host
1: yeah look there's there's (laughs) been a lot of talk a lot of chat um yeah look he's a he's a talent he's a he's a massive talent um and the clubs are circling now, and you know once once one club got a got word of it, and and the word got out, then uh, you know there's a few others jumping on board now, and um, they all want a piece of him.
0: Mate, if you were if you were pressing the button here, where would you send him?
1: Oh god, look, the, all those clubs mentioned, and and the, and the previous clubs mentioned are are all you know great destinations. Um, you know your eyes light up as a as a young kid when you when you're linked with a club like that, or you know you know, someone you know is linked with a club like that. So um, it's it's a tough call. I, I said it before. I said that the, wherever he goes, they need to have a plan for him. They can't just be taking him and, you know, just throwing him anywhere, loaning him out to any old club. Um, I want to see a, a progress plan. How is he going to go from, from being, you know, he, he hasn't started a, a match for Adelaide. So how's he going to go from, you know, what's his transition like from going to the A-League uh, overseas, you know, playing regularly and then breaking into the first team. Um, what, what is the plan there? Which club, you know, which club can present the best plan to him and, and then he can make a, a calculated decision about, you know, where's best, not, not just, you know, going where the money's best. It's, it's easy to just, you know, see the dollar signs and, and jump, jump on board. You know, Chelsea are, are a massive club and, and they're, they're the type of club that'll throw a lot of money at you and, um, you know, for a young player, it could be enticing to, to go there, but he could end up, you know, in, in League 2 somewhere, um, you know, play, playing in the, you know, Plymouth, Plymouth or, you know, one of those clubs uh, on loan. So let, let's he's got to be real about it. He's got to understand um, wherever he goes, he needs to go somewhere and play and they need to have a, a real good uh, career path for him.
0: Mate, you still didn't give me an answer, so we'll just take that as uh, to be confirmed. But uh, the uh, well, the good, the take, good thing take your take your pick,
1: take your good, pick.
0: The good thing for him is though that uh, usually when you go to these clubs, you worry you're not going to get a lot of game time. you will probably get more game time at one of these clubs than he is getting at Adelaide at the moment. But we'll touch on that a little bit more <laughs> later in our revolutionised roundup. Twenty six teams proceed to the next stage of the national second tier process. Blacktown City, the biggest dropouts. So uh, it's starting to gain momentum. It's starting to look like this could uh, get some legs and finally get off the ground and. Uh, stage one would obviously be a second-tier men's competition but then obviously uh, promotion relegation is something that needs to be added in but uh, this would be a great first step
1: yeah definitely look it's um, it's we're moving in the right way um, it's a shame that you know blacktown city uh, didn't make that 26 they're, they're a huge club in New South Wales that produced um, you know a massive number of, of footballers professional footballers and and even soccerers um, so it's a little bit of disappointment there but you know, at the end of the day, there there can only be a certain amount of clubs that that progress and and a certain amount of clubs that get into this national national second division. And I'm sure, um, you know, everyone's doing their due diligence and and making sure that uh, the right clubs are chosen at the end of the day.
0: Our young Matildas and Joeys are off to Asia for camps and tournaments, so a great experience for our next generation of footballers.
1: Yeah, look, at that age, um, you know, Joeys, young Matildas, they need to be playing uh, tournament football as much as possible um, we need to be getting these squads together as much as possible, and um, the only way for them to progress and and to learn um, how to play a certain way and really gel together as a as a team and, and really shine on on the Asian stage and the world stage is is to be playing in these competitions against quality opposition. So, uh, looking forward to, to seeing what they can do.
0: Well, the Joey's have got a uh, they've got an extended squad which they need to. Uh obviously trim before they head off to the Asia, Asia cup. And also, yeah, look, it'll be uh, interesting to see uh, the final squads for both of those, uh, those teams, as well as uh, the Matilda's final squad for the world cup. But uh, talking of Aussies, Aussies abroad, Jackson Ir- Irvine with another assist in St. Polly's four, three win, but their promotion hopes are over. So unfortunately for the, uh, for the captain of the club and now, and now soccer, he, uh, They came close, but uh, they needed a victory and hoped that uh, the team above them fell over, but that wasn't to be. Matty Ryan kept a clean sheet as as his side, AZ Alkmaar put European disappointment behind them with a 3-0 victory and plenty of minutes for our multiple Aussies in Scotland.
1: Yeah, plenty happening. Um, You know, we spoke about Sampali, uh, you know, the second half of the season they had. If they had that form in the first half of the season, um, we might be seeing a, a few Aussies in the Bundesliga next year. But... Um, not to be, and they've had a a tremendous run, um, you know, since the turn of the year. So um, they they can be pretty proud of that. And um, they're they're a big club in in the second division in Germany. So uh, hopefully, uh, again, next year they're up there uh, challenging for for promotion. And, um, yeah, Matty Ryan, unfortunate, uh, getting getting knocked out of the the conference league, but um, he's bounced back on the weekend with a a win there for Alkmaar.
0: Yeah, look, still some good signs for the Aussies. Uh, PL News, Man City of the Champions again, even before they defeated Chelsea as Nottingham Forest defeat Arsenal 1-0. Uh, they can now focus on the Cups and a potential treble. So uh, not only did uh, that help uh, City to claim another title, but it also meant the Forest, uh pushed themselves clear of relegation so they can breathe easy now and start to look towards uh, another season in the Premier League. Newcastle and Man United both just need a point from their remaining two games to clinch a Champions League spot. So Liverpool have only got a game in hand and they're sitting uh, just behind, but uh, all they need so destiny's in their own hands for both the Geordies as well as uh, the Red Devils. Um, who will join the Saints in going down? The Foxes are on 30. They play Newcastle and West Ham, whilst Leeds on 31 only have a game game to play against Spurs, and Everton are further two points ahead on 33, only face Bournemouth. So for me, I said said that the, the, the run home and the way they've played this year was just too much for Leeds, so I reckon they're gone. Uh, and I also reckon that... Uh, the foxes will also join them because I think uh, Everton. That's a nice draw for them. They're on the most points, but also the Bournemouth have got nothing to play for now, right? They they can't finish anywhere much higher or lower. They've had a great season, so for me, it'll be unfortunately uh, Leicester, um, Leeds, and Saints all going down to the Championship.
1: Yeah, look, it's you, you never you never like to see it, but um, yeah, yeah, look, unless unless Leicester pull out a, a, a miracle, um, oh, I can't I see them surviving the and. and yeah, literally a fox out of the hat, and um, like like you said, um, like you know the back end of the season for Leeds has just been abysmal, and probably like caps it off with with their loss to West Ham. Though they're up one nil, uh, then they have Patrick Bamford come off, and they end up losing three one. And um, you know, I think I think the wheels are, are pretty much off at at Leeds, or you know they're driving down the street with with one wheel still hanging on and and three <laughs> off, and and the rim the rim scraping the road, but. Yeah, look, it's it's um it's disappointing, obviously, with Leeds, you know, the the connection that they have with with Australia, and um you know Harry Kewl, Vaduka, Jacob Burns, um so you know as a, as an Aussie, you never love to see them see them go down, but they just haven't been good enough this back end of the season or even the start of the season, um really, and you know I think Everton might just uh, scrape out of this time by by the skin of their teeth.
0: We've said this a million times, VOG. It's so cutthroat now. There's so many good teams, competitive sides in there that if you have an off a couple of games, all of a sudden you find yourself in a hole you can't get out of. So, look, we wish them all the best. We've got no preference here. You know, as long as Spurs have stayed up and United have stayed up, you and I are both okay. So, but uh, look, let the best teams stay up and the, and the teams that aren't quite good enough, unfortunately, hopefully bounce down and bounce back up again. But, uh, player escape room, we are joined for a chat by one of the nicest guys in the A League, Newcastle Jet star, Brandon O'Neill revolutionised roundup of the two men's semi-final second legs and is there anything I didn't see B.I.G.
1: Yeah well we haven't mentioned that um, Bayern Munich lost uh, 3-1 to RB Leipzig uh, over the weekend meaning I've oh, uh, been celebrating the at chance. the moment but not too early Oh you, you, yeah just 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 calm it down calm it down a little bit but um, yeah Dortmund obviously won their game uh, to, to jump uh, Bayern I think they're now two points ahead with uh, going into the final game of the season so um, huge for huge for Dortmund. Um, you know what? Bayern have won what ten straight now, I think it is. So um, they, they, it's it's about time that um, you know their their run is over and, and uh, Dortmund uh, you know potentially lift lift the Bundesliga again for for the first time in a, in a very long time. I think Klopp, Klopp was there last time they did it. So um, it's uh, it's going to be a huge huge match this weekend. With big two games that they kick off at the same time this weekend: uh, Cologne and Bayern, and then Dortmund at home to Bayern. So uh no better place for the bvb to uh to lift the uh lift the trophy than um in front of the uh, the big yellow wall
0: yeah, look. I hope there's not the big yellow banana peel for for uh, Dortmund because we had a chance a few weeks ago. It looked like we were finally going to break it, and then all of a sudden we tripped over, and then they, uh, it, like true, true champions, bay and took its advantage of that. So look, hopefully we can hold on. And look, this is the only thing that's keeping me afloat this year because Spurs have been so dreadful. That into making the, the Champions League final and Dortmund hopefully winning the uh, the Bundesliga will give me some sort of uh, some sort of victories this year. So look, fingers crossed. Uh, so my weekly rap has been replaced by a shout out, dedicating a weekly song to a team or a player for the good or bad performance. Uh, this week's shout out goes to Pep and Man City who captured another premier league title and have made the champions league final to face inter. And the treble is still on the table. So, uh, plenty to play for, for the, uh, for for the boys from uh, Manchester. It's been an amazing few years for them. And look, he's probably stamped himself. If not the best coach of all time, definitely in the top two, probably with Fergie, but, uh, the song we send to them is Quinton Hudson's stylish track Can't Stop Winning and the truth of the matter is they can't they just seem to even when they look like this year they're in trouble they uh they found a way of getting out of trouble and they've got that absolute beast known as harland who just knows how to score and everybody else is just uh raised to another level when the going gets tough and and the, and gets down to the business end where you need someone to stand up they've got multiple people where a lot of teams have players go hiding they're all tripping over each other to try and get the win so uh congratulations Tim. it's not doesn't make my heart sing but uh I'm sure it does for those city fans
1: yeah look they're just a they're a phenomenal team to watch the 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 style of football that Pep has been playing is you know it's it's nothing like we've seen before even the even you know the team that he had at barcelona I don't think they they quite played like this and um I think he is you know one of the one of the greatest coaches of of all time he's he's turned john stones from a an English centre-back that, you know, wins the ball and clears it and, and heads it out to a, a ball-playing midfielder slash right-back slash centre-back, um, I think I wouldn't be surprised. I know Harlan's you know, scored 50 goals this year, but um, for me, uh, John Stones has has been the biggest, um, you know, revelation in, the, in that team. Um, the, the way he plays now, and I think he's probably up there with, with the best centre-back in the world at the moment. Um, just, just the way he plays. Oh, he, he's a centre-back with a midfielder. I, I don't know. Pep's turned him Spanish or, you know, something like that. So I, I don't know what he's done with him, but he's 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 just uh, an absolutely brilliant player at the moment. Yeah,
0: Stones Ramos is his new name. But, uh, yeah, look, and the sad part is for all us, uh, you know, Spurs and Man United non-City fans is the fact that they're chasing now Declan Rice and a few others. So it just gets worse and worse. But, look, good luck to them. It's time for our revolutionised roundup of the semi-finals leg two. So uh we both, because there's only two games, we both have a match of the day where we'll talk about the score, the goal scorers, the players of the game, the turning point, and what we would have changed either Coach Gio or VIG to get a different result for the uh, for the losing team. We've switched this week. So I've taken the uh, Melbourne City and the Sydney FC game and you've taken the Mariners and Adelaide. So I'll kick off with the uh, the first one, which was City welcoming Sydney for the second leg to Melbourne. The uh the final score was 4-0 to Melbourne City, which made it 5-1 on aggregate. So it looked like it was a pretty easy win for City. But uh, the goal scorers were Curtis Good in the 37th, Jack Rodwell with an own goal in the 59th, Marco Tilio in the 67th, and Van Der Veen in the 82nd. For me the player of the match was Marco Tilio. He hasn't always been in the city lineup this season, but he's hit top form at the back end of the season. He was way too hot to handle for Sydney. Surely there's huge interest in this special Aussie talent overseas and uh he helped himself to another goal and terrorized the uh, 10 men Sky Blues for pretty much the uh, entire game.
1: Yeah, he was good, wasn't he? Um, you know, ah, oh, it, it's a shame because they, you know, it was 11v10 for majority of this match and I'm sure you'll touch on that. Uh, shortly, but um, yeah, he he was you know when you, when you've got a team like City playing against you know against a, a ten men side, um, they're going to knock the ball around, they're going to break lines, they're going to get it behind you, and um, you know Tilio running at players, um, he, he's dangerous every time he gets the ball, and um, he scored a fantastic goal.
0: Yeah, look, I think you know the reason he's so enjoyable to watch too is because he's he is short. He looks like some sort of draw. You don't even see him running, right? You just see him guiding and gliding just slightly above the ground, right? So you don't actually see anything underneath. All you see is this this object just floating because he, around. He's,
1: he's, he's le- his legs are paddling like this. It's, oh, it's, it's like a, a, it's a doggy paddle underwater. But oh, he's yeah. so
0: enjoyable to watch. And you know what? As much as C- City fans won't want to hear this, you can see him easily playing in Europe over there on on the left flank, causing all sorts. Especially when he's getting a lot of good service. And you know, like I said, he's the training even steps up another notch. So look. I, I'd love to see him over there and that's not any disrespect to City but I, I think he's been fantastic the last couple of seasons and I think uh, he's ready to go to the next level. The turning point for me, everyone in the whole of Australia knows what the turning point, um, it wasn't just the turning point in the game but it was game over when the VAR overturned Mac, Bur- Max Burgess's 20th minute yellow card showing him a red, um, reducing Steve Krekka's men to just 28% possession. So let's be honest, against City you struggle to get a uh, lion's share of the ball. But when you've got uh, 75 minutes to play uh, with 10 men at City, you're none and Buckley. So unfortunately, Max Burgess has just gone, you know, in with a tackle. Uh, that would look like there was no intent there, but unfortunately it, uh, it didn't turn out well for him. It looked a lot worse than it actually probably was. And, uh, you know, straight away he raised his hand and thought, you know, maybe I've got away with one here because it's just going to be a yellow. But uh, look, as hard as it is, as much as it wrecked Sydney's chances, as much as it probably – Ended Sydney season and it was heartbreaking for Max. It was probably a fair call, right? I, I think it was it was a tackle that could have hurt Tilio. If Tilio misses a final now, you'd be sitting here and you he, know, and and you'd be sitting here saying, "Look, you know, oh, I should have been." Re-. So unfortunately for him, he just needs to learn in a big game like that. Just be careful with your tackles, right? Or if you time them, they have to be inch perfect. So yeah, unfortunately for me, that was uh, game over and the turning point of the game.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Look, it's it's a, an unfortunate event um like you said no no malice in it no intent to to go in and hurt the player but um when you're in like that with your foot raised and and studs showing and you and you do connect you know whether that connection was was full force or not i think he did pull out of it um but when you when you do that um you run the risk of um you know especially these days with the var you run the risk of um you know if you do get a yellow that can overturned and and the red card being issued and that's what happened and you know unfortunately I think the VAR made the made the correct decision and um you know he's gonna have to live and learn from that and um it it was a shame because the game was shaping up you know to be a real um you know seesawing affair um whether Sydney could have held on um you know for the 90 minutes anyway with 11 men I'm I'm not too sure but um you know it did it did pretty much kill their chances uh then and there in the 20th minute yeah look
0: I think uh what could they have done to, or what would I have done to change? It? I don't think there's anything that Sydney's bench could have done. Poor Sydney did all they could. They fought hard, only conceding one goal before the sixtieth minute, when an own goal made it two n two nil on the night. What didn't also help was that, that Robert Mack was unavailable and never travelled to Melbourne, and Lolly was on the bench. So I'm guessing he must be injured because he hasn't. If, if he was fully fit, you'd guess you'd, you're guessing he'd start. So taking out two of their best players this season was a lot to ask. Then you go play with with ten men for seventy minutes. So it all I think just accumulated in just too much for Sydney. And look, maybe the way that they finished the season and they've ended up you know losing semi finalists uh, against you know, potential, uh, you know, the premiers and the champions, maybe that saves Steve Correcca because there's not much a coach can do when a player is sent off like that. If they come out and lost four or five nil or six nil in aggregate and had full 11 men, then maybe you can blame the coach, but I don't think there's much you can do here for him. So unfortunately Sydney can lick their wounds, dust themselves off and they have to prepare for next season. But uh that was the end of the uh, the first uh, semi final, and the second semi final was the Central Coast Mariners welcoming Adelaide. What happened here, Vig? Yeah,
1: well, what happened? There was a record home crowd for the Central Coast Mariners uh, twenty thousand and fifty nine. So it looked like there was forty eight million there. Oh, I look like I think every man and his dog in the Central Coast was was at that <laughs> ground, or, or, or they'll tell you they were at that ground in ten years' time when when uh, Adelaide beat um oh, sorry when Central Coast beat Adelaide two 0 So um, look, I. It's great, great to see the fans there, but why are all those fans only just showing up now to get on the wagon? Where, where's, where are those passionate fans when the times are tough, when the club wasn't winning, when the players were leaving to go overseas, and the investors weren't interested? Like, where, where were they? They're, they're there. They're there. There's, it's clear and obvious that there's there's a big football community in the Central Coast, right? So you know uh, and i understand winning winning and success breeds you know a fascination and a connection um you know with with a football club and and as aussies we love getting on the bandwagon but you know no one wants to miss out on when, when there's success no one wants to miss out but um you know we're all shy to to, to walk away when, when when times get tough and I know that's not all fans. I'm being I'm being harsh here. I've, I've turned a positive into a, into a negative somehow. You are but, being harsh,
0: mate, because um, it's not that simple. There's there's kids there that went to the games that I know that play, you know, in the in the youth with my son, and they said they got home at midnight, right, because of the time and travel home and traffic and all that sort of stuff. So, okay, it was a great game, a great spectacle, but it doesn't always fit in with your family, right? They have to be realistic.
1: I know, I know, I know, and and and, and I'm. I'm, I'm really steep with that, but how do we build on that how, how do how does Central Coast build on the on the culture that uh, Nick and Sergio have built up there and established with with the players? how do they they transform that to you know the central coast community and and they do such a a, a good job at it. but you know how how do they get those those fans that were there? You know, twenty thousand of them. How do we get them there every week to to watch the Mariners? Because they should be there every week to watch the Mariners. They're one That's of the, the best next magic in the trick. League That's the, the next
0: magic trick for Monty and Serge, right? They've, really they've, done er- the they've done everything. Yeah, they just have to it, now it, it, get the magic trick off the pitch as well, right, and show us that they can walk on water. Especially the one just yeah, around the stadium.
1: Look, if they if they win the league, <laughs> if, if they beat if they beat City in the final, they they just might uh, they just might uh, do it. So. Anyway, we'll we'll move on. The goal scorers, uh, it was 2-0 to the Mariners. The goal scorers, uh, Sammy Silveira in the 48th and Marco Tulio in the 52nd. Um, So, you know, bang, bang, straight after halftime. They go 2-0 up, kill off the game. Uh, My player of the match uh, was Marco Tulio. He scored a goal. Um, He had seven key passes. And, and, you know, this guy, he's a 25-year-old Brazilian and and yes, I had to check his birth certificate. He he is only twenty five. Um, he he's a player. He was at a crossroads in his career, right? He he'd been on loan in Belgium. He'd, he'd gone back on loan in Brazil, um, you know, to a, to a lower lower league team. Um, you know, he, he was languishing in the, in the sporting Lisbon B team, right? And he's pretty much been given a career lifeline by the Mariners, and and now he has ten goals, five assists in twenty eight games this season, and um, you know, he's been brilliant for them, and. If he's on fire in the next, you know, in a couple of weeks' time in the grand final, um, you know, Central Coast could be uh, lifting the trophy.
0: Could be confusing too if we, they're calling Tilio Tulio. We won't know if it's toma- tomato, it's, tomato, tomato. Let's call the whole thing off. It's right? it's, it's <laughs>
1: absolutely it's gonna be it's gonna be a shoot off between the two of them. So, um, looking looking forward to that. Um, the, the turning point in this one, um, I, I thought Adelaide did pretty well for for the first you know thirty thirty five minutes um the game was was back and forth i think vukovic and um uh, giachi made made some good saves but um buff was very unlucky
0: was, wasn't he when he hit the post it was a beautiful strike
1: so At, yeah this is it this is it it's zaklof in the post um you know it's gone down to to vukovic's right hit the right post um you know that goes in and we've got a real game on our hands right so um you know th- Call it call it luck, call it what you want, but um, you know, Central Coast get away with one there and, and they go into to half time, um, you know, a nil all, and and then they just come out in the second half and and, you know, on the back of that crowd, um, you know, get the job done and and get through to the final. Yeah, not only that though, I think
0: that not only would have made it one nil to Adelaide, but to go from defending a corner and going length of the field, it would have been a massive hammer blow, right, to to uh to the Mariners. So um yeah, I'm with you. I think that's severe turning and also that five-minute period where they just switched off and conceded two goals, which, um, you know, didn't even give them a chance to uh, to get in the game. It was just game over for, for a five-minute nap, you know, like a cat nap and it's game over. So, uh, yeah, look, unfortunately for Adelaide, it's been a good season, but uh, they've fallen a bit short.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, and look, oh, I don't know if they could have done too much to change the outcome, but we, we've, we've been screaming for Iran Kunda to start a football match, you know, all season. Um, you know why not now? If if it wasn't last week, why not this week? Um, you know you, you, they've they've gone with with as, as sort of a, a a winger, and they've got Allig, Allig, uh sort of playing as your ten. Why not play Clough as your ten and and play Irankunda? Um, you know out wide, or, or playing Irankunda? Um, you know up up top as a as, as a as a nine, play two nines, or, or him just in behind. So um, you know I, I know they brought him on in the second half, but We've been saying this, I sound like a broken record, I think, when I talk about Adelaide every week, but, um, you know, you've got, to, you've got to have him on from the start. Yeah, look, I totally agree.
0: That's the end of our revolutionised roundup. Up after the break, we welcome to the Player Escape Room, goal of a year contender, Newcastle Jets, Brandon O'Neill. You're listening to the Football Revolution. Joining us now in the Player Escape Room is a man who was an excellent signing by his club this season. Please welcome to the show, Newcastle Jets star midfielder, Brandon O'Neill. G'day, mate. Welcome to the show. Hey lads, thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. We've been trying to get you on for a good 18 months now, so
1: finally,
0: finally we get our man, right? <laughs> finally, It's exciting. Finally. The hard yeah. work pays off. I mean, how's dad, everything with dad you,
2: life.
0: Dad life here. I'm just a, I'm just a father now,
2: unfortunately. I, Mate, I you're a
0: lot more than that, Brandon. Okay, you can't sell that <laughs> off yet. You've got, you've got to be retired for at least five to ten years before you can f- call yourself just a father.
2: <laughs> i hope to play till I'm, i hope to play till the wheel falls off so if i can get to 40 i'll be
0: laughing <laughs> mate you're in the you're on the right league as good as we we like as much as we like the a league it is is the recycle bin so mate there's six other clubs you can go to before you can hang the boots up
2: there you
1: go eh? there uh, you go you <laughs> still you still look 26 anyway we'll, we'll just leave it at that
2: oh thanks i'll,
1: I'll <laughs> pay you actually thanks mate <laughs>
0: Mate, firstly, bad luck this season. Unfortunately, not making the finals. Uh, you were in the race, but only picked up five of a possible twenty-seven points in the last nine matches. What could the team have done better?
2: Yeah, it's a belter question. I think you know you look at us as a starting eleven, and then the bench, um, and the, you just look at the squad on paper. You go, yeah, we're we're a pretty decent team, and I think fundamentally, we look back in this season and. Um, you can delve into a lot of things. You can go from A to Z and what we could have done better and this, that and the other. But I think when you, you look at the team and you look at the way we set up and how we played our football, I think you couldn't really complain with the approach we took. I think just in the big moments, whether it was scoring, whether it was not conceding, whether it was actually game management, I think maybe the inexperience of just a, a young team. We're a very young team. We're We're together for the first time this year and, um a lot of new bodies in, in the club, um, learning a totally different way of playing under under our boss. And unfortunately last game of the season I felt like I had the best half of football I had all year and then I go out the second half and get sent off. So it was just unfortunately <laughs> summed up my year and um, probably summed up uh, uh our year on the flip side you've We've got a hell of a lot of growth and a hell of a lot of potential because, again, you look at the people that we have at the football club, we're, um, we're a talented bunch.
0: Mate, is that the first time you've heard those stats, five of 27 points in your last nine games? Or has, has Arthur and that made that very clear to you that that was the end of your season?
2: Yeah, when we um, <laughs> when, when you say it like that and yeah. when, it, when we were doing a video session and we were looking at, okay, well, Literally, what does our run look like, and how many points we can get, and what's our total? Yeah, it was it was twenty seven points up for grab, and um, I tell you now we were going for more than five. Put it that way, um, and that's probably the, yeah the unfortunate upsetting thing is we were we were in so many of them games. You know, away to Melbourne City, you won nil up with ten men, and um, unfortunately, a, a large part of that second half when we were playing against them, they were probably the better side. And again, it's probably just that game management of understanding your 1-0 up and ha- how to make sure you walk away with them three points. Like I said, it, it makes for a it makes for a hungry off-season, a belter pre-season, and then, um, yeah, a magic year next year, if all goes to plan.
0: Maybe you need a few more Beckers. You've only got two at the moment. Maybe you need a few more of those. <laughs> a few more. A few <laughs> more. <laughs> the if minute. you want to be a bit Becker, get a couple more Beckers. Isn't that how it goes? It's
2: the only way. <laughs> B2, B3, B4, we'll have the whole <laughs> Georgian, Georgian
0: Nationals team. <laughs> it's true. Mate, I'm glad you did touch on a little bit about finishing and, and dominating games because the quality in your squad, you should have made finals this year. And uh, on so many occasions I've watched games, you've dominated the match, you've created the better chances, a lot better than your opponents, but you just couldn't score. What do you think the problem was? I can suggest you maybe introduce some huge goal bonuses or even holidays, et cetera, next season. Maybe that can uh, tempt the goal scorers to make sure they score rather than hit the, the corner flag or, you know, the grandstand behind the goals.
2: Well, how could you imagine that goal bonus? That would be <laughs>
0: you'd
2: probably have If you did that to all the teams, you'd probably have the most goals scored ever in the league, I think. Um, yeah, it'd, be, it'd be actually good value to watch.
0: Also, if you, if you added uh, a couple of digits on for quality of goal, I think uh, Brandon's this year would have got probably top max he can get. Well, would be maxed out.
1: Yeah, maxed out. max contract for that. On absolutely. <laughs> Is that the whole close your eyes
2: and just kick it as hard as you can,
0: <laughs> mate. Yeah. Oh, teach me that then. I don't know. Do, do, you a, do you run a coaching clinic on how to shut your eyes and sh- strike like that? I'm, I'm in, mate. If you are, I'll be there yeah. every session.
2: I just I'll just practice it in front of my mirror at night time and away again. Um, yeah, goals this year. It's in, another great question. Uh, I felt exactly what you just. Uh, said so d j m we as as we as we tried to do we we play a certain brand of football, and obviously it's it's high tempo quick style, and you try to catch the opposition on the back foot and, and it's a really enjoyable way of playing, especially when you're up and going and you you're energize and you can feel things are happening in the pitch and what was really pleasing is when we had the ball, we were able to maneuver it quite quickly and quite well up to that front foot. and I think i'd be um I'd be a rich man if I was able to put my finger on something that was to change our season in front of goal and um uh, sometimes you've got to stick your hand up and you just say like it was one of them seasons um in front of goal
0: up play was harder than finishing the, 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 the finishing the chance and it's like you watch yeah. you watch the scoreline you go you lost 1-0 or 2-0 then you watch the highlights and you're thinking they, they, they yeah, could have scored 15 goals here. Like, and every time I'm watching, I'm thinking, surely I've, I've watched the wrong scoreline here because they've done this brilliant build-up play. The guy's four metres out and then his header hits at the corner flag and it's like, I don't understand this.
2: And, and I think that's the, like we, we, we often talked about this year, how, how can we become a championship winning side? You know, and the, the one thing is you, get, you have to get the talent in the room. And secondly, you've got to get the people in the room, and I think we've done that really well at, at Newcastle down there. They've got good, hard-working people that are that are very talented with football. the The third missing bit is you've got to create a momentum-building, winning team that understand how to do it, and then make sure that that becomes the norm. That's the challenge now for the team this year: is we need to be able to. It, from day one pre-season next year, we need to find a way to bring that into our system and make sure that becomes the normal. Um, and it's probably the hardest thing to do in, in sport because everyone's looking and trying to do it. If we can do that, I have no doubt in my mind that we can be quite successful for a number of years.
0: Oh gee, maybe you and I draw straws and one of us rings our old co-host Roy O D, and see if he's keen to go back to the Jets. What
1: do you reckon? Well, we can we can do something. We can always try. We can always try.
0: Imagine right. him running off some of Brandon O'Neill's through balls.
1: I'd love it. Love it. I'd buy a season pass straight away to see I'm that. A, I'm up there. I'm, a, I'm up the F three. <laughs> Get me up there. <laughs> hey,
2: he's a good lad, really. He's, he's a good lad.
1: Football's full of up, ups and downs, highs and lows. Um, no better highlighter than your stunning strike against uh, Macarthur to win the game in stoppage time uh, a couple of weeks back. Um, but following that, two soft yellows in the in the F three derby, uh, which affected your team's chances of victory. How do you deal uh, with, with the football rollercoaster, with the emotions that, that go with it?
2: Yeah, it's a, that was a question. You go from hero to, to villain, you go on cloud nine for a week and then you're sat in a change room watching half an hour of the second half of your team on, on the phone on Paramount. And it's, 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 it's sobering, to, to say the least. Um, Is that a
0: free membership, though? They at least give you freebies to Paramount, do
2: yeah. not they? Well, the end of the game, yeah. um, <laughs> which was good. Um, yeah, it is a sobering experience. Like I said, um, this year for me personally, again, has been has been really, like you know, to put it frank, very inconsistent. Um, starting from preseason injury, um, you walk your way back to full fitness, and um, for anyone else listening out there, I, I take my hat off to people that can spend a t- period of time out of the sport, come back, and then be ready to rock and roll week one I've learned having injuries it takes me at least four to six to eight weeks to even get my legs gone um, and that was probably the hardest thing about injuries sustainable it, it it unfortunately sets me back a hell of a lot longer than I guess most genetic freaks out there um, so to be able to be put in that situation against my character where I was I think that was my seventh or eighth game back from um, my calf injury and I felt like the strike or not, the goal or not, it was a game that kind of cemented the work that I would put in to say, yeah, I, I can still mix it with the best of them here. I can still control a game and I can still, you know, try to be the best midfielder on that park. And that was the most exciting thing heading into the derby against Central Coast because there was a lot on the line and that's what you want to play in as a footballer. Then big games in the first half. We went toe-to-toe with them and I was flying. And I felt like I was flying, which was awesome. And then I decided to have an early shower at 60 minutes <laughs> in. And it it kind of brings you back down to, you're not going to be playing next week. You're probably not going to make the finals. And your season's finished. And I sat there and it's like, well, what what do you do now? Like, What good am I to the team, our boss, our club? And... And then you walk home and you come, you come in and your daughter runs up to you and hasn't a clue what happened. Um, she just looks at you and she goes to show you one of her new bunny rabbits that she's got in her toy little chest here. She loves bunny rabbits. And it just brings you back down to earth. It goes, well, look, Dad didn't, and I'm sure I'll explain this when she gets older, sometimes Dad hasn't doesn't do his job very well and he has a bad night. <laughs> Luckily enough, I don't have to explain that to her now and, <laughs> and play. Fatherhood has been the best thing that's ever happened to me in terms of um, putting perspective on things.
1: I mean, all, all you have to do is, is get up your phone and, and show her that goal again. That, that's all you have to do. <laughs> is, 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 it, is it the best goal you've, you've ever scored? Is, is it up there with, with one of the best?
2: I think even in terms of importance, then um, yeah, maybe, maybe in terms of Importance? Strike.
0: You could not have hit that any better if you tried. If that was on a golf course, you've just signed a a $5 million deal. Yeah, yeah. It was a
1: belter, wasn't it, lads? It was a belter. That was outstanding. He's got himself a live contract if he's he's on the golf course. It was a
0: thing of beauty, honestly. Like, (laughs) You can show her you're getting sent off because you can show her, look, here's something I prepared earlier, me getting sent off. But then as soon as you show her that, she won't even know you got sent off.
2: I need to do it with my right foot now because I tend to always end up taking a touch outside my left and then leave myself no choice but uh, you're either hitting this flush or it's going outside the stadium and <laughs> every every time I've hit it flush it's ended up going all right so I need to I need to start doing them with my actually
0: proper foot now. Mate speaking of uh of your, your daughter Scotty so Obviously, um, in June 2021, the family had to deal with the tremendous loss of your dad and your number one fan, Milo. Following month, you were given the amazing news that you and your wife were expecting your first child, and then your beautiful baby daughter arrived in December. So besides the birth of your daughter, what helped you get through the most trying of times? Oh, God, how long have you got, lads? A couple of months. I'm happy to listen to it, mate. Like I said, this would break most people, right? And you've come through the other side, you know, with, with flying colours, so it goes to show a lot about the type of person you are and the family you have around you.
2: No, I, I appreciate the kind words, lads. Um,
0: yeah, it's uh,
2: look. It, it wasn't. It wasn't easy, and um, it, it was a challenge. And you know, when, when you when it was kind of all happening, the first thing in your mind is you just want to get home and be there. And that was the decision being the made when we were in Thailand that we just had to go home. We, we knew it was going to be the end, and. I was so so lucky to be able to get home and spend two weeks with him before he passed away. Um but when big life things happen like that it's um you you know, you, you you do change. You know, I definitely changed as a person. Um it, it it just goes to show what we kind of deem in our lives um as important or not important. You know, it's 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 nowhere near the scale of what you go through when you lose your best friend. Um and you know there was points in the grieving process. You know you question, well, he's not here. He's he's someone that's done something with me for my whole life. Like, do I want to even do it anymore? Um, you know, you sit down and all these life things were happening. Scotty was born. We moved into our new home in Perth. I was my dad, and um, but I also had to provide. You know, you you you're a you're a dad, and you got to look out for your girls and that was probably the hardest thing of juggling everything. I I needed to still be a professional footballer, but I also tried, I, I needed to grieve at the same time. And the grief was pushing me one way and football was pushing me another and family was pushing me another. And I often just sat down after training going like, I I, I just need to get on a deserted Island somewhere and just really work this all out. Um, and it got to the point um the end of my glory, uh, my glory days there at the club where um, I made a decision that, you know, uh, with as, as weird as this sounds, I've gotten to the stage with grief now is where I, I chat to me old boy as if he was still here, but he's not. And nice, the per- yeah. And the person that he saw at glory, um, when I was back there, I I don't think he would have been proud of what I was doing. And, um, being a father now and, and, and trying to chase after something I think he just taught me to have a crack and to never stop trying to be the best version of you and um, and I wasn't I wasn't at home um, everything away from football was we, we did a hell of a lot of work to get into the position where I was able to go into training and, and to have a crack in games but I was. I think if I was back home in Perth now, I'd be retired. I truly think that that's the way it was going. Just given the fact that who I was and what I was doing. Um, so it took an almighty effort from myself and my family to say, "All right, well, you know, I'm twenty seven, two hundred twenty eight. Um, what, what do we want out of this? You know, and and that was probably the bravest sit down me and Nicole and my mum had at that time is. They just backed me in. They said, look, we're, we're so happy to do what you want to do as long as what you want to do is, is, is right, you know, and what do you want to do? And, um, it was, yeah, it was that, it was that point where I was like, I want to, I want to experience things still in the game and I want to do things in the game that, um, you know, me dad would be proud of. And, um, it, it got to the point this season and just ending this season. Um, was a milestone for me in itself. Um, But it got to the end of probably when I was kicking the ball to the best of my ability the last couple of games where um, it really hit home being here, being on your own, you know, raising a girl and trying to provide for her and being a mum and dad, that I'm actually, um, you know, I'm, I'm actually doing it for them now. And it's only really when you're talking about it that that really sinks in. Because when it's all said and done, I'm actually not doing it for myself anymore. I'm I'm doing it for um my girl. And that's probably the biggest motivating factor for success now. And long story short, two and a half years of feeling in the wilderness and I've come to that realisation now. Um yeah, I, I can sit here quite excited for the next few years because um yeah, and I know who I'm doing it for now, which is awesome.
0: And I, I found out what six or seven years ago? Uh, what sort of amazing person your father and your mother had raised when uh, my son walked out in the pitch with you at North Sydney Oval, um, and you were probably one of the only Sydney players without a, a child at the time. And my son said, he spoke to me the whole way. He made his point over to you guys, and he still remembers this. You know, he's twelve now. At the time he was about six, and he still remembers it." So. I knew that day that I was watching an outstanding player in Brandon O'Neill for Sydney FC, but I knew I was watching an even better person. So he still talks about you to this day, mate, about how you uh, you took him out on the pitch and how you treat him like gold, and, and I'll never forget that. Like I said, I I'll, I'll remember your goal that you scored against the Bulls, and you know I'll tell people about that. But the thing that I'll definitely always tell people about Brandon O'Neill was he's every bit as good off the pitch as he is on it, and uh, it was it was something I'll never forget. So I can guarantee you, mate, that uh, even if you had some tough times, your father would be super proud of the human being he raised. So. That's off no, you. I
2: uh, appreciate uh, appreciate that. Yeah, I think um, I think yeah. When it's all said and done, you're, you're just a bloke at the end of the day, you know. And everyone wants to be treated equally. And I remember when I was young, and you you go out to to big games and you watch professionals. All you kind of wanted to do was one of them to kind of get you noticed and have a chat and have a chin wag. And you know, it's I, I feel like if we just normalise a lot of the things that we should be doing. Um, then everyone can have a great time with the football, you know. And whether you win, lose, or draw, um, yeah, stories like that. Geo is, um, is 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 awesome. You know, it's 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 why why you try raise your kids in a certain way, and it's why you you make sure that you know when when people are there and you're, you're chatting to people, you make sure you take the time to to listen and and you know put a smile on their face.
0: Mate, I think you're a legend, but I'm not sure if your teammates will after this. So we'd like to play a game with you, Our first of our two games we we'll play with our guests. There we called, go. Called Six Aside. We ask you six questions comparing you and your Newcastle Jets teammates. We'd like you to be honest. If you get stuck, we're happy to help you out. You ready to play?
2: Yeah, this would be a laugh.
0: hey, okay. Who is more likely to pick up the bill? So if you go to a breakfast or a dinner and someone has to pick up the full bill for the team, you or Rene Piscopo?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Me. Me. You? Is he no chance?
2: No, he, he is. Bless him. Like, he, he, he is plays a happy, in the
0: All-Stars game. This guy surely can pay the bill. He can play. Don't worry about that. He you know, can he play. can play, but can he pay? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I think, like, if it was at me or him, I'd probably just say, you know, you're all right. I'll get it. No problem. I think he would. Um, I definitely think he'd be, he wouldn't be the one that I'd look at and go, "Now nah, you're never paying. But he'd probably, he'd make a joke or a laugh or he'd make, he'd make someone go, um, you know, like, so all right, I'll get this one. You won't get the next one, so I'll have to get it again. Something like that. You'd always like, yeah, have a have a dig.
0: Um, I would have put my money on you, mate. So I, I, we've gone the right way. Who would do a better job mining our kids, Josh and I's kids, or my dogs? You or Jason Hoffman?
2: You know what, Jason Hoffman, he would. I've I've, I've seen him. I've Has he seen got kids
0: him. and dogs? Is he an ex- expert in this field?
2: Yeah, he's. Um, He's one of them. Like I've got, uh, uh, Nicole tells me I'm on like ever-rated batteries. Like I go, go, go. But I get to a point where I crash and I'm nowhere for a bit. Hoffy does not crash. Like he can go on not like no sleep. will wake up and <laughs> still look exactly the same and still operate at the same trajectory. He is unbelievable.
1: Okay. All right. I know who yeah. I'm calling for a babysitter. Yeah, me too. Very good. Uh, oh. Who would make the better Hollywood actor, you or Angus Thurgate?
2: (laughs) What would Angus Thurgate be starring in?
1: (laughs) I've got no idea. (laughs) If
0: if it's like... I've seen him on uh, socials. He loves the glasses and a bit of a pose. So I I don't know, maybe romantic comedies. I don't know. Is he good with the ladies? I don't know.
2: In terms of viewing, like... Uh, yeah, Angus, Angus, Angus Thurgate would get a lot more views just because he'd be like, uh, just like Ryan Grant, if he was in a, if he was in a film. Oh, sign me up! Exactly, it's exactly like Gus. Exactly like Gus.
0: He could be like if they made American Pie, but like a a, a more recent <laughs> remake or something.
2: And if you could get Thurgate <laughs> and co-star Dane Ingham, oh my okay. god!
1: Oh, that, right. Dane Ingham's got that uh, Stifler vibe, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, I reckon we get we, we hit these guys. Let's see if we can get them on together. <laughs> that would
1: knock oh, That would be brilliant. <laughs> right. uh, who takes longer in the shower, you or Becca Mikultadze? Oh, that's a great question. See, he
2: looks like he he looks like he does, doesn't he? Like, he oh looks, yeah, looks yeah, like he has yeah. a bath. He has a bath but,
0: and the whole bit. Yeah.
2: No, I think I do because I kind of like. I just, yeah, I take my time with everything, especially being a father now. You just,
1: yeah. Well You've got to enjoy the little moments, mate. You've got to enjoy the, the little moments.
2: The whole war is trickling down your back and you've got five minutes and no one's bothering you. <laughs> no, nah, Beck, nah, Beck is in and out. He's...
0: Um, Are you the slowest, Brent, Are you the slowest? Is there someone that takes even longer than you? Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: Carl Jenkinson. Yeah. Oh, of course uh, he does. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course he does. Yeah. Carl,
0: Premier League vibe, every, right?
2: Every bit of hair in the right yeah. place. That's it. Yeah. Kerr is, uh, yeah, he's the last one hope for sure.
0: All right, who sucks up to the coach more, you or Matt Yerman?
2: Oh, do you know what? I have to say me because Germs, God love him, like the boss is. He he is he's hard. Like he'll make sure that things are done, and it doesn't matter if you've like Germs is he's played. At a, he's got I think he's gone to a World Cup or an Asian Cup. He's played in like big big games. How many caps are the Socceroos and. Uh, the boss would go at germs exactly the same way as he'd go at a youth team boy going in and i think he expects like germs is our club captain and he expects a lot out of um you know leaders of the team and um yeah i think germs would would definitely cop a hell of a lot more than um you know what what i have done um this year so um, now i'm i'm into batm I'm, I'm definitely more of a suck-up
0: the last one: Who is more likely to be late to training or to the airport for an away game? You or Josh Satorio? Neither, neither. Okay, who, who's <laughs> who's going to take that crown? Who's who's someone you just knows absolutely rubbish when it comes to being punctual?
2: If 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 he was paying, say, if there was odds on our team now and one was paying a dollar twenty, who would you lads pick for a
1: dollar
0: twenty pop? Archie Goodwin.
1: Oh, interesting, Josh. Archie Goodwin. Yeah, I reckon maybe maybe the other Becker. The other becker, very good. Nah, Carl
2: Jenkinson again.
1: Oh, yeah. seriously? Okay, that's yeah. it. Well, he, he doesn't know UK time. No, he's he does, UK doesn't. I don't know. Watch that, book.
2: So he does this thing. We say we have to be somewhere at eight o'clock. He will casually walk in at seven fifty-nine and forty-five seconds on the clock, like it's just a part of his day, and he does it every single time.
0: Okay, we're not getting him on the show. We'll be 8 o'clock and it'll be midnight before we get him on. So <laughs> sure, yeah, we'll yeah. Put, put a line through him. We'll, we'll take the other two youngsters that bounce off each other, but we're, Ingham and uh, and Thurgate, but we're not taking uh, him.
2: You never you'd laugh with them. Yeah, you'd All have right, a mate, laugh. you
0: passed that with flying colours, so we'd like to get into the second game we'd like to play with our guests, which is one, two. We'll give you a topic. you tell us your thoughts on those topics? You ready to go?
2: Beautiful. Sounds
0: good. What song best describes you? Yes. Oh. And if we don't know what it is You have to sing a few lines Or at least say a few of them <laughs> so, um, You
2: know that What's it called Is it 500 miles I will oh, yeah. walk yeah. 500 miles, miles. And
1: that, yeah. yeah That is you That is you to a T Isn't it Yeah
2: Just get up Get going And yeah You'll be right
0: Mate I, I think, I've seen how much running You do on the pitch too That probably Comes in the equation too It's probably how much You cover isn't it In a game
2: yeah, well, it's, it's me job. It's Pat and Ferris. 500 miles <there. laughs>
0: Your cooking skills? <laughs>
2: oh, they were abysmal, but um, have gotten really a lot better. Do you know what has really changed the directory? The old Hello Fresh.
1: Oh, I okay. love a bit of HelloFresh. You get the instructions. See,
2: that's the and, big and thing. And you don't have shopping. to go
1: shopping. The food's right there. It's brilliant.
2: And it tastes nice. You know, when you try whip something together, you're like, what the hell is this shite? Hello, fresh. Bang on. Paying for your book. Yeah. It's it's
1: the shopping for me. I hate going shopping. So this could be an endorsement
0: deal too. Could I, I, we can speak going, to them, and see if
1: they want face of hello fresh. I hate going hello shopping. I get intimidated when I go shopping. I, I walk in, I'm like, Well, what do I get? You know, start picking up things. And I don't have that problem. I'm a good cook, so I don't I'm, have I'm, that problem. I'm look I'm looking at the shopping list that my missus has given me. It's like six pages long and I'm I'm sweating and it's it's just a nightmare. It's a
2: struggle in it, and then you're thinking like, what will what will make this taste good? And you're like, I haven't a clue. I'll just put more sauce on it, where it could have needed this or that. That's where HelloFresh is good.
1: All right, so that saved your bacon, right? Big saved my bacon a couple of times too, I reckon. <laughs> um, your ability on the dance floor, any moves? Nah. No, no. Not is a, there,
0: can you just tell us then? Is there any footballer that can actually dance? Every time we ask someone, they can't dance. They don't want to get on the dance floor. Like, is there any footballers that can actually like, dance? You're supposed to be coordinated with your feet. They're not. They're not handballers. There's got to be a few Brazilians that can move. Surely, if you get
2: Dan Ingham on the podcast, he'll uh, yeah, he'll give you. A story. He's a bit of
0: mover and groover. But so, if that's the case, so we don't. No, definitely you didn't impress your wife on the dance floor, right? So that's not where uh, where she thought. Who's this bloke?
2: No chance. I'm freckles. <laughs> yeah. I think I was quite fat when I met her as well, so <laughs> not impressing her anyway.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, celebrity Crush.
0: Ooh.
2: No, this is it. This is it. Male or female? <laughs> oh,
0: it could be either, shit. mate. You can you can wear that either, either or mate or gender reveals these days, they can be either, right? Yeah.
2: That's very true. Um, it always has been. I used to be do you ever um watch a programme, it's an English program called Coronation Street?
0: Yeah, I know what it is, but I, I don't know yeah. if I know the characters. I've heard of but it? Yes. Michelle
2: Keegan of Coronation. Yeah. She's yeah, daughter. Peter Wright at the minute, I think. Peter Wright, one of he's he's off the only way his Essex. is on English so, Michelle Keegan,
0: yeah. One okay, yeah.
1: I'll have to get yeah. on Instagram. You don't have to look that up. Michelle. Yeah.
0: People talking during a movie could be you. Could be someone else. Is acceptable or not? yeah see this is
2: terrible because David's comedy i laugh and i'll repeat the line that i was laughing at <laughs> no so I, i'm i'm actually that fella and then he misses like short the feck
1: yeah.
2: up. I'm, the film and I'm laughing repeating this and yeah i'm one of them so i yeah i can't really say yes i know can i because i'm actually the culprit
0: i was going to say there's <laughs> lots of pe- lots of things you you want to do with Brandon neil one of them's not going to movies
2: not a comedy, like a horror and stuff, I'll sit there and I won't say tickety-boo, but a comedy and stuff, i laugh, i
0: laugh. <laughs> the best player you've ever played with or against?
2: Oh, Jesus. Well, there's been a few. Um, no I pressure think- to
0: say Alex, Alex Gershback either, is there? Oh, he's, no off, pressure? he's off the list, mate. Yeah. Don't worry about him.
2: <laughs> Gersh Gers is up, Gers up there with the best left back. In terms of like physicality and stuff, mate, that chap's a weapon. Um, now, What happened to his brother, but- though?
0: that's a different story right? i didn't get a lift yeah. well, just,
2: well, Josh, just, if you want a marathon to go see Joshy. Joshy's a flyer um in terms of when we were at sydney we played like we we're very lucky to play against uh, arsenal liverpool i played against mesut ozil in arsenal and i'm still trying to get near him to this day he was like in terms of a football brain he knew things that was happening before you could even think about it. And then he would have done it before you even tried to get close to him to doing it. His IQ and then his execution on things was like scarily good. In terms of the A-League and the relationship that I had with the pair of them, and it was at Sydney again, um, the far, oh, well, how long? It was probably four years with, yeah, four years with both of them, um, Milos Minkovic and Joshi Berlante. We got to the point When we were, I think, at our most successful, we didn't even talk on the pitch anymore. It was just body movements and angles of where we should play at weight of pass. Um, Joshie, in, in terms of a buddy next to me on the pitch and the work rate we got through and what we had to do for the team, um was incredible, but the elegance um, of Ninko and, the football, again, the football IQ, I'd get the ball and before of getting the ball, I knew exactly where he was going to position himself and I knew the exact way to pass or the exact combination of what we were going
1: to do to unlock something. Um, it was incredible, absolutely incredible. thing you've always wanted to do but never tried. Oh... <laughs> I'd love, I don't know if I could make the weight or anything. I'd love to be a jockey. I knew
0: you were going to say that.
2: I would love, if if you give me the thrill of riding nature strip in an Everest, and you go into that straight, and you know that thing's going to win, just give me that thrill once in my life, and I'll be
1: That'd me, oh, that would be me. That would be good. Let, let me know when you do it and I'll put some money on you. <laughs> yeah, so, me too. And then we can enjoy it.
2: <laughs> I, don't, a, yeah, I don't think I can make the weight. lad. No chance.
1: Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try. We'll try. We'll see if we can strip, strip a few kgs off you. Uh, yeah. The last one, remembering special occasions, so like birthdays, anniversaries. How do you go with that? Do
2: you know, I'm actually pretty decent. I'm not going to tear my own home, but yeah, I'm, I'm, up, I'm up there. Yeah, I think like it just the ones that kind of matter obviously like um anniversaries and, and birthdays say if it's like your seventh month anniversary you wouldn't have a clue like no chance but the big ones you know um yeah i'm i'm pretty good i'm pretty good
0: i'm not bad i remember the date you scored against the bulls and all that sort of stuff so uh, mate, <laughs> we're, we're both very similar in that aspect yep.
2: <laughs> You're than I am with that.
0: all right mate um we really appreciate uh you making the time to come on the show it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you mate uh, I know now uh, you're close to putting your feet up and being able to enjoy some time with the family and with Scotty and uh, be able to do a few more dad things rather than uh, just football things. But, uh, mate, you're still a few years off uh, telling everybody you're just a dad. That's, like I said, five to ten years after you retire. But it's been an absolute pleasure, mate, and uh, we wish you all the best and we'd love to check in with you again uh, in the near future.
2: No, nah, I appreciate it again, lad. Sorry it took so long to to come on. Uh, I knew when we get this chat, I knew we'd have a laugh and have a good chat and, um, yeah, definitely didn't disappoint. So, nah thank you very much for having me. All good, mate. It was worth the wait. It was way worth it, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> Thanks a lot, mate. <laughs>
2: appreciate it. Thanks, lad.
0: You're listening to the Football Revolution. Welcome back to the show. It was a lot of fun chatting with Brandon and we wish him and his family all the best. It's now time for our clinical finish. The first part of that is our WTF, our What the Foot, trailing 2-1 away from home with no Ibasuki, Adelaide start Halloran up front as a lone wolf instead of unleashing Iran Kunda. This could be the trailer for a new movie. Honestly, what is Carl Beatt thinking? Like, okay, you want to protect the kid. He gets 28 minutes off the bench after his team is down 2-0, hits the post and almost gets his team back into the tie. If he's not ready and you don't think he's capable, don't play him at all. But if he is, give him a shot. You haven't unleashed him yet. Give him half time. At least give him half a game. Like, what is he? Is he? Is he allergic to playing more than twenty, twenty eight, thirty minutes? Like, you, you can't put him on, or he's got a clause in there, or his parents said he can't play any longer. If they can't get into to the game on time, what's the deal? What the
1: foot? Well, <laughs> I thought I was fired up about this, but uh, you've oh, no. been you've been triggered. You've been triggered massively. But ah, uh, we're uh, like I said, bro. We're broken records. We we could start a we could start an Irankunda podcast, I reckon, and. Um, <laughs> You know, we 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 could we could talk about him longer than he actually plays each weekend, but um, yeah, I, I don't I I don't know what it is I don't know what it is. I, he has yeah, is there a clause in his contract somewhere saying if he starts a game, his his price goes up or he's got to be paid X amount? I don't know what it is, but um, you know, he, I want to see him for ninety minutes. I want to see him starting football matches and and influencing football matches from the start, not just coming on and, um, you know, and terrorizing the defense. Like you said, he hit the post. He, he had, you know, other chances to score. He almost got his team back in the game. But, um, you know, what, what if he was on in the first half and, and he gets that chance that Zach Clough, you know, gets and it goes in the back of the net. Um, you know, anything could have happened. So, yeah, what the foot. Mate, you triggered why me when, we, you were talking
0: about when you were talking about it in the revolutionised roundup. You had triggered me. I was absolutely frothing, right? So, so it gets me almost as cranky as it does talking about Spurs. But uh, yeah, look, the, the sad part is too, look, if if he's genuinely protecting the kid, he has 150% my respect, right? But it costs you potentially a grand final. That's the, that's the long and short of it. So if you did it to protect the kid, fantastic. You're a great guy, great protector. You've done the right thing by him. But you've cost yourself playing in a grand final you've cost the rest of your team and the club a grand final appearance potentially so th- there you go there's the trade-off
1: yeah but if there was any time to uh, to gamble and to actually do it it, it was now what's
0: the worst yeah, that could happen big okay goes out there yeah, gets tired, was, he makes a few mistakes falls over like what what's 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 wrong yeah you yeah, self-destruct or malfunction or you know short Plays
1: 45 it. minutes plays 60 minutes and then and then comes off you replace him whatever but you know, maybe he's a
0: robot. Maybe his battery life's only thirty minutes. I don't know. He's maybe, good enough to oh. be a robot. <laughs> All right, he's a freak, isn't he? Yeah. Let's move on. No games to watch this week. Uh, there's a week's break before the men's showdown when Combank Stadium in Sydney hosts Melbourne City and the Central Coast Mariners in the grand final, which we'll we'll talk about in a bit more detail in next week's show. If you missed any part of the show, or want to listen to other episodes. Where can they catch it?
1: Yeah, they can catch us on all good podcast platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, also up on Football Nation Radio across their platforms and uh, the video up on our YouTube channel.
0: What about if they want to catch our new Irukunda podcast?
1: (laughs) Oh, It'll be out there. It'll be out there. It's only uh, 30 minutes long. uh,
0: No, we only play 22 minutes of it. Even though it goes for 50, uh, we only play 22 minutes of it. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. All right,
1: uh, enjoy
0: some of the remaining fixtures in the leagues around the world or have the weekend off. Either way, we hope you enjoyed the show even half as much as we enjoy bringing it to you and we look forward to your company again next Tuesday. As we say, until next time, rise up and join the football revolution.
1: You're listening to the Football Revolution.